passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, September 30th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy to be joined by Matt Baxendale. Bax, it is officially official. Sean Wade and Wyatt Davis are back practicing. For those who don't know, this has been official for a couple days now. They're awaiting. They're confident that everything will be okay with Wyatt Davis. Sean Wade never signed with an agent, so they knew everything was going to be fine there. Wyatt did sign with an agent. I'm still not sure if he took benefits. I imagine he did, and he had to pay something back. Um, that's just my guess. But NCAA doing the right thing here. Uh, it's not just at Ohio State, but we're seeing it across the Big Ten, uh, Minnesota, Purdue. That team up north is getting players back. So uh, good move on the Big Ten, especially not just that they postponed the season, canceled the season really initially. Then you had Kevin Warren backs coming out eight days later and saying, absolutely, this decision will not be reversed. So great news that Sean Wade and Wyatt Davis are officially official. Yeah, obviously, this is a gigantic deal for Ohio State. Uh, Luckily, this whole procrastination to give us football season didn't cost Ohio State two of the highest draft picks on the roster. So, you know, that's a great deal. It's it's not like we didn't anticipate this, of course. I I think everybody expected that Sean Wade had not signed with an agent as of the official return of football. I think everybody expected that there was going to be some sort of reasonableness to players who had signed with agents that, you know, hey, they need to repay those benefits so that they can get to play their season. I imagine they had to work out things like insurance policies so, for example, if Wyatt Davis gets hurt, which, you know, you certainly don't want to happen, and he has, uh, what is it, the loss of uh, loss of income contracts or whatever they call them, um, wherever somebody gets hurt and then their draft stock drops, I'm sure all that had to be worked out. This is stuff you don't usually hear about behind the scenes, but those are very real things. Um, and, and so those things had to be worked out. But at the end of the day, this is good for Ohio State. It's good for the Big Ten. It's good for college football. Uh, let's face it, college football needs Ohio State at full force after having watched some of the games last weekend. So uh, I think this is uh, this is expected, but I'm very happy that it ended up coming through. You know, it's very, remember how much we used to say the NCAA had zero ounces of common sense? Well, that's essentially where we're asking them here is just to have some common sense. And miraculously, that happened. Very well said. Um, another thing that we knew was going to happen, but uh, we now know is official, is Garrett Wilson uh, playing a lot of slot receiver for the Buckeyes this year. Had a chance to do a Zoom call that Garrett was on yesterday, and 
I've heard some people on the board say, oh, he's just being a good soldier. You can tell he's not really happy about moving to the slot. That was not my take at all. He knows that he can be even more of a playmaker. You got Chris Olave on the outside, Garrett on the inside, and Garrett's going to move around. He's not going to take 100% of his snaps from the slot, but he's going to be the main slot guy, you know, like what we saw with K.J. Hill. And K.J. Hill's fantastic, all-time leader in receptions at Ohio State. I think he's going to play in the NFL for a long time, even though he was a seventh-round pick. The Chargers like him. Um, so nothing against K.J. Hill, but Garrett Wilson's going to be – He's a lot more explosive than KJ Hill. Uh, KJ Hill had great hands, ran great routes. So, uh, you know, Garrett needs to uh, be able to match that. But we've already seen Garrett Wilson has fantastic hands, and, and he's just a playmaker. I'm really excited about Garrett Wilson uh, having a bigger role in this offense, just period, and also moving to the slot backs. Well, think about the matchup nightmare that's going to provide for Ohio State's offense. I mean, most of the time, your slot receivers traditionally your quote number three receiver, right? Uh, so it's sometimes that they're going to have safeties come down and cover them. Sometimes they bring the nickel back over to them. If you have enough motion moving around, you might even catch a linebacker on them. And a linebacker on Garrett Wilson is like, you know, a bullfighter, just like, ole, goodbye, you know. There's no way that, 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 that you're going to have a linebacker in the country who can cover Garrett Wilson. Their only prayer is to just tackle him at the line and hope he can't get away. So I think that, you know, one of the things you're going to have to keep an eye on is how teams are going to try to defend Ohio State because you've got Olave on the outside. We've been hearing great things about Jamison Williams with that that blow the top off a of defense speed being another option. You could have you know Garrett Wilson on crossing routes wide open all day, and you know every time we talk about all these highly rated kids at Ohio State, it's easy to go, oh man, you know everything's sick. It's going to be so sick. Wow, it's amazing. You know all these other platitudes, right? But the reality is I don't think there's anybody who can match up with Garrett Wilson one-on-one in the country that's not a number one cornerback on a roster somewhere. Like, sure, you can put Daryl Stingley Jr. on him. I'm sure he could stay with him pretty well. But who who's going to cover Olave then, right? So you're either going to make defenses completely change their defensive structure to match up with Wilson in the slot, or you're going to have somebody who's unequipped to stay with him. So at the end of the day, this is one of the best receivers in college football, and he's in – Utter matchup nightmare. You're going to see him wide open with the ball in stride, in speed a lot this year. And that's only a good thing for Ohio State. Sticking with the wide receivers for a moment, another young man that we got a chance to talk to yesterday, I'm going to do a story on him today, is Jamison Williams. Did the story on Garrett, on, uh, Garrett Wilson yesterday. Jamison Williams is on the docket for me today, Bax. We saw him flash as a freshman. He had that – his one touchdown was like an NFL play where Gunnar Hoke's lone touchdown of the season. He uh, he took that pass and looked like it was going to be maybe a 10-yard, maybe 15 at the most, and he takes it to the house. And it was like, whoa. You could just see all the explosion right there. And another thing I like about him, he throws his body around on special teams. I mean, he was probably 170 pounds dripping wet last year. He's down there flying around on special teams, throwing his body around. Uh, it tells you he's got a lot of toughness. So – um, you know, I'm excited about Jamison Williams. The one thing I've heard backs is that, you know, he's got to be more mature, a little bit more consistent, but nobody questions his talent. And now he's going to get a chance as a sophomore. A lot of young guys are going to play this year. Obviously, we know Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are going to be the top two guys, but and that's open season. Who wants to be number three, number four, and so on? Um, what are your expectations for Jamison Williams this year? Well, I think we're going to see him score a few long touchdowns. He's going to be the guy who takes the top off. Because he, he's got that explosive speed. He's, he may be the fastest guy on the team. But I think he's a guy that, again, we talked about consistency. And it's hard to be consistent. Like, not everybody's Garrett Wilson where they arrive on campus 
fully formed. You know, they're not Raekwon McMillan where Urban Meyer takes one look at him and goes, well, that guy's a captain. You know, some people have to learn the whole uh, regiment discipline and process that comes with building yourself into being an elite level college player. Uh, Williams, and I'm saying, I'm not saying Williams wasn't a guy who had discipline, but not everybody has it at the level that's needed, right? And he's one of those guys that had so much natural talent that you have to wonder that maybe there was a little bit of learning how to harness that talent at an even higher level. And that's a normal thing. That's not a knock on a kid. You see this with most athletes that come out of high school, that that work ethic is something that they learn, that consistency, that 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 ability to know the offense, to make sure that they get the minutia right. All that matters when you're playing at a high level. And I, I think with Williams, this is going to be a real opportunity for him because let's face it, uh, he, Olave, and, and, and Wilson are the three returning veterans. You know, we're not hearing a lot about Jalen Harris, the boarding house, if you read it, said that he's been dealing with, with some headache issues. So you've got those three and then the freshmen. And then let's face it, you've got a ton of great freshmen out there, but they're still freshmen. They didn't get spring football. So there's going to be more of an edge to the veterans. And a guy like Williams, with all the talent in the world, it was a high-rated recruit in his own right. This is his opportunity to go out and really establish himself as the number three option at receiver this year. And sure, you're going to have JSN and you're going to have, have G. Scott. You're going to have that group. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I think Williams could have himself a really good year. You know, with an anticipated nine-game schedule, He's the kind of guy who's going to haul in half a dozen touchdowns this year if he does everything right and is ready to go during the game. He has too much natural talent. So I'm, I'm excited to see him because he's the kind of player, like we saw with that Gunnar Hoag's only touchdown of the year, you, you love the player where you can throw the swing pass or you can throw a quick little crossing route, and they can be a Ted Ginn or a Paris Campbell, and boom, they're just gone. Williams has that kind of ability. Switching gears to recruiting, the Buckeyes backs are on the verge of getting their 20th commitment in their 2021 class. He is Zen Mahalski, high three-star offensive tackle out of the state of Indiana, currently verbally committed to Louisville, but the crystal balls are rolling in, and uh, it's going to be shocking if Zen Mahalski does not flip to the Buckeyes. Cool story, too. He's a, a tall young man, about 6'7", six, 6'6 six, six to be exact, 288 pounds. You're thinking, 288, okay, you know, room to get bigger. Yeah, true. Uh, also, what's really cool, though, this young man was 217 pounds last year playing on the offensive line as a junior in high school, and um, he still looks like he's got you know room to get to up to 320. In fact, he said he thinks he can easily get to 320 and keep all of his athleticism, but all the way from 217 last year to now 288 as a high school senior. Ohio State, I think this is great recruiting on Ohio State's part. They've been on him, but they wanted to see how – how he would look at this, you know, bigger weight. And they feel like, obviously, he's looking great. Um, this is a kid you have to think back is going to eventually be a four-star. I like this. This looks like it's going to be their third offensive lineman in this class. And we know they wanted four. They got two great ones already. Looks like Zen Mahalski is going to be number three. And uh, pretty cool story here with Zen Mahalski. Yeah, and uh, actually, to make a small correction, he did decommit from Louisville. He announced that on Twitter, um, I believe, Monday or Tuesday. Um, and the reason I know that is because I, I, I commented on it. I actually retweeted and just said, hey, uh, big time Ohio State target, uh, you know, recruitment backup. Uh, I should probably know these things, man. I should probably know. The, I really should probably. You know what? I, it's like, uh, you know, it's like I've been focusing too much on things like the Cincinnati Reds and I uh, haven't been focused on things like. Zen. You know, now that we actually have games coming, recruiting usually isn't the thing of the exact top of my head, but. 
um, whenever I <laughs> that Twitter, the tweet from him on my timeline, I said something to the effect of, you know, it could be a big Ohio State lean. And Zen Mahalski liked it. So to me, that's one of those things. When kids are out there liking things, it usually means they're agreeing with things. I really think this kid ends up a Buckeye. Um, right now, I, I think that it's smart by Ohio State to catch a rising kid like him. And especially at this point in time, Dave, like we could talk about this for hours about the impacts of recruiting in the era of COVID, but let's face it by now, you normally would have identified a lot of your targets. And one of the things that urban Meyer and Jim Trestle always lamented was, is that they hated offering so early to kids because they could never catch the rising seniors more often than not the kids who maybe took a little bit longer to get things together, right. To grow into their bodies, kind of exactly like we're seeing with Zen Mahalski, right. And, so now in the era of COVID, as you're seeing these kids appear, they weren't able to do visits during the offseason. And sure, Ohio State was hauling in the blatantly, you know, uber-talented players during that time period. But a, a kid like Mahalski, there might not have been room for him in the past had you been able to have some of these guys visit. And a guy who, whose body is finally growing into a frame where you can see him being a serious uh, college player prospect, a guy who's six foot seven and shaping up to be 300 pounds when he gets on campus and can move like he's still a smaller guy. Those guys, this is the sort of guy who would have ended up at like a Louisville. He has, you know, NFL written all over him as one of those classic, oh, well, you know, three stars coming out of high school and then his body just developed. He started three years for Louisville and then went out early to the NFL as a first round pick. You hear stories like that all the time about kids who just developed a little bit later. And those are usually the kids that don't end up at Ohio State because Ohio State has so many sure things in front of them in their eyes. Well, now you have the opportunity with a kid like Mahalski, who is that rising senior. His body has developed a little later than some of these kids who are already four- and five-star recruits. But now he's getting to the point where you're like, look at this kid. He could be a monster. So this is almost one of those silver linings to the way that COVID has affected recruiting this cycle. And I think it's only a great thing for Ohio State because it's not just Ohio State that's noticing, ooh, look at this kid, damn. I think it was Oklahoma. I think it was Penn State. You know, big-time programs are all offering in recent weeks, and it seems like he's all in for Ohio State. So I love the Zen Mahalski story. I think he's a, it's a real interesting uh, opportunity for Ohio State to go after a kid that maybe in the past they wouldn't have been able to due to numbers, due to locality, yeah, that sort of thing. And – you know, it's it's just it's it, it's 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 a nice throwback in a way to the stuff that you know Tress and Urban used to lament not being able to do, catching a rising senior and saying, "Yeah, this kid's definitely an Ohio State caliber player." Hell of a name too, Zen Mahalski. Zen, as in Phil Jackson. I love it. Well, he's not going to be very Zen on the field if you watch his film. He's running people over. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's what you want. You want him to be maybe Zen off the field. And then when you when you get on the field, you got to flip that switch and be an absolute animal. Well, Matt Baxendale is an absolute animal. I appreciate it, buddy. He is the people's champ. Matt Baxendale, you can catch his column every Sunday on Buck Nuts. It is the world-famous Bucket. Thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. As always, if you like the show, leave us a five-star review. Even though I didn't remember that Zen Mahalski had decommitted from Louisville, uh, we would still appreciate a five-star review or if you would subscribe if you like the show. Thanks again to Bax, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in. Have a great day, Buck Nutters.
Greetings, Fantasy Warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam, with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that'll elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka Nakua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here.